best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Not doing too bad. Am I allowed to poke the poke the bear? Of course. You pay forty million dollars for Shohei Otani. Oh. I, you hey, at least at least the Giants, you know, gave forty million dollars to a. Uh, Would you pay forty million dollars for Daniel Jones? A mediocre quarterback. So yeah. I mean, think about it that way, huh? Damn. Yeah, that's the way. I'm we, you it. don't you don't want to sign. I'm being serious, like. $40 million and the angels hypothetically were to go in this podcast is not about Shohei Otani at all, by the way, but I figured I'd throw it out there just because, you know, you, this is, these are two of your favorite topics 
to talk about. First off, Daniel Jones getting $40 million a year. You're welcome for that. Um, yeah, that's, that's tough. Right. All right. All right. Shohei Tani getting forty million. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. It's it's a lot of money for a guy who one injury away from being a DH only. You know, like it's a, it's a lot of money. He he's a very good player. Um, I think that's under, have to I think that's understated by us. By the way, I know we give the Shohei Otani like trade Shohei Otani notion a lot, and we push that out there. You know, but. Shohei Otani is a very good player. Like, yeah, we both agree on that. Like, he is yeah. very, very good. Just not. I don't think he fits the angel. The Angels don't have the right pieces for yeah. him. You you need to have a team that has developed well for a, a couple of years, hopefully like five years. But they haven't really developed well at all. And you got to develop well on the pitching side, and you got to develop well on the offensive side. Um, you've got to have a lot of guys who can play multiple positions and you've got to have guys that don't need to DH, which, which means you got to have a young team around him. And the angels have Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon who both need to DH and you pay those guys a lot of money and they cannot be sitting on the bench, you know, once or twice a week. So it, it makes it really hard. $40 million. I, I think you could spend that money elsewhere on Daniel Jones. Sure, sure. No, I'm sorry. I, I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to. I, I apologize. You know, I had to poke the bear there. Um, yeah. Let's get on to what you and I. Well, I. You said we've already talked about this a couple of times. I don't remember it for some reason. Maybe you did a podcast by yourself and posted it. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the six starter. That's kind of. I think that's going to kind of be a theme. Okay. Logic. Logical conversation here, Nate. You don't need to get upset. We don't need to throw in too many negative digs here. We're having a civil conversation about the sixth starter, which everybody... after how you started this conversation, we're just going to be civil. Well, uh... I, I know where this is. I know where this is going. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily, I don't want to throw out spring training stats. I like to look at and see how guys look. I understand that spring training does not mean a lot. And we are, a combined five, no more than that, 15, maybe about 15 innings pitched by all these guys combined. So there's not a lot to look at, um, but there has been one person that has been better than the rest this spring who has looked better than the rest this spring. I know you don't like him that much, um, but let's, let's talk six starter. There are hypothetically in a sense, five candidates, Tucker Davidson, Griffin Canning, Jaime Berea, Chris Rodriguez, Chase Silseth. We are on the same page on this conversation. We kind of. I don't even know if C Rod can be thrown in this combo. I I agree, I agree with that. I, I mean, if you want to start with C Rod, I, I said he hasn't pitched yet. What are the chances that he is ready to go and able to pitch five innings? Right. I mean, you you hope for five innings out of a. Out well, of and a and you would need him to like actually show you something. Like it's not like he's pitched. He didn't pitch at all last year, so he he really is the guy who needs to pitch in spring training to show, like, hey, I'm ready to go. So I don't even think he's really in the conversation. I would say Mason Earl is more in the conversation than Chris Rodriguez. That's that's fair to say. I mean, I I didn't throw in any of the guys that aren't on the 40-man. All these guys are on the 40-man. So we can kind of cross out Chris Rodriguez for now. I think he has not pitched. I would – don't know anything. I'd assume he's probably back in 
late April, May, especially if you're hoping that he is starting, right? I mean, if you put him, if you think that he's in the bullpen, you think that he can go one, maybe two innings for you. He's probably back early April, maybe, you know, April, let's see, late March, early April would be, would be my guess. I don't know anything. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals there, especially with him not throwing uh, in live games yet. I think he's thrown in some simulation, simulated games, but nothing live. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to Jaime Bria. Cause I think this is the second easiest guy to talk about out of options. So the angels either have to keep him or let him go or DFA him. Um, I don't think there's anybody that you can logically DFA him for quite yet. Um, especially with how he pitched last year. Right. I mean, and well, in his role. Yeah. In, like, in his, in his, role. you just don't change his role. You keep his yeah. role the same and I agree. You move on. I, I think we've seen all we need to out of that. Yep. Yeah, I, I think keep him in the bullpen. Don't fix what's not broken. See how he does there. I know you want to extend him, but he pitched fantastically out of that role, you know, bridging the gap from starter to that bullpen, whether it was in, you know, in the lead or not in the lead. He pitched very similarly, you know, like it, it was it was just a good role for him, that fifth, sixth inning guy to get to the seventh, eighth. Ninth inning guys um, in a, I don't know if I'm going to call it a much deeper Angels bullpen this year, um, but definitely deeper up top, if that makes sense this year. I know you don't, we're not talking about the bullpen. We'll see. uh, We will will see. We'll we'll see. Going going into the year, you had Iglesias. There is no Iglesias in this bullpen, so we'll see. And I don't believe in a a bona fide closer. So um, with that. We know. And that's, and that's why you got, that's why they don't win. It's fine. that's not the only reason but uh but we'll continue here with this conversation (laughs) chase silseth uh one of the let's say one of the three i think that these the first two that we talked about shouldn't necessarily be considered for that starting role i think these next three should definitely be more so considered but i think one of them um i think takes the role takes the cake at the end of the day for many of reasons um but let's get on chase silseth i don't think i think Ideally, you want Chase Silseth starting back down with Rocket City, correct? Yeah, um, I I think personally that he gives you the most upside of any one of these guys that we've talked about. Like he has the ability to be the best starting pitcher of the um, guys that we're going to talk about. Um, I I do think that you have to give him a little bit more time. He's got some things that need some polishing, you know, like good pitcher. Um, we would like to see him throw maybe another pitch that goes the opposite way. Maybe he cuts it and sinks it, or cuts it or and two seams it. Some fastball um, movement. Yeah, just just make sure there's some movement because it is pretty straight. Like, yeah, he throws hard, but it's pretty straight. So if he can work on something like that, where he just needs something to move a little bit more, mm-hmm. um he's still young, you know, like he's, he was drafted two years ago. It's not like this dude was drafted, you know, five years ago out of high school or something like this dude was drafted two years ago. So like, let's let him, let's let him develop. Don't, don't push it because like the angels don't need him right now. Like they have some other options who you can give opportunities to. And if they're, if they're good, great. If they're not, whatever. And, 
Plus, it looks like the sixth starter might not even pitch till about the fourth week of the season, if I'm looking at this correctly. So, might as well get him in the minor leagues, get him on a rotation, get him throwing once a week, and, and let him work on some things. So, that's my opinion on Silseth. Yeah, and it, um, another thing, I wrote it down. Um, if he flat out wins it, then you give it to him. You know, like he is dominant this spring type of thing. Otherwise... You just don't do it. You, you, if you see what you saw out of Chris Rodriguez a couple years ago when he won the spot out of spring and everybody was like, wow, this guy is, this guy is a little bit different. Um, if you see that, then, then you, then you roll with it. So, uh, Griffin Canning, Nate, I know you're not in on it. Hasn't pitched in it first start two days ago. Um, in 20 months, I, 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 I'm with you on this. You cannot rely on it. However, if he, throws strikes and returns to the Griffin Canning of old. You have to consider him as what a. What is the Griffin Canning of old? Can I say? Can I say UCLA? Is that fair, or is that not count? I, I don't think that counts. I, I want to know what the real Griffin Canning of old is, like because the way what I'm hearing about with Griffin Canning, like from people, is this dude is a, a Cy Young candidate. He is uh, an all-star. Like that's kind of what people are trying to say about Griffin Canning. Mm-hmm. The dude hasn't thrown more than eighty innings yet, right? I- I'm gonna look this up to see. Probably not. The probably exact not at UCLA, number. Of probably not at UCLA either. Um, and while you're looking it up, I w- one thing that yeah. we want that we've always said we like out of Griffin, we want to see out of Griffin Canning. Ninety innings is the most he's ever thrown. So at UCLA too. I'm just looking at purely in the big leagues. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you, you want to 90 innings. I'm not, I'm not willing to, to throw everything on a guy who's coming off two injuries, not just one. He's coming off two injuries and he really hasn't been that successful in the big leagues. Like you look at the numbers. He's had his, he's had his times where he has like two or three good starts in a row. And it's like, wow, this guy looks this guy fits fits the part, and he looks really good. And then there he has two or three or four starts in a row where it's like, ooh, like this guy How is does this guy. What? Yeah, how this guy go in the second? Just, it's just round. been very inconsistent. It seems like, and and that honestly, like you you got to can kind of compare it to the Reed Detmer thing too. I think that they're probably in very similar spots in their career. Granted, uh, you have the injury with Canning, but if you can find a way for him to be a little bit more consistent, and I I don't know. I, I want to say I trust the Angels' development um, in guys, and I would actually really like to see him start in AAA and see, because I mean, it took Griffin, it took Reed Detmer's one start in AAA for them to be like, "Well, this is what this guy is. This is what this guy's done. You know, this is what we need to change up." Um, in a sense, is it's <laughs> that slider? So I, I know, I, I know. I think I, they're I, completely different pitchers. I think what well, yes, Reed Detmer's. Are. What Reed Detmer's problem was in the big leagues and what Griffin Canning's problem is in the big leagues are not even on the same page. Uh, looking at this, Canning's career FIP is a 4.69, um, 5.60 ERA in his last year, 3.99 ERA the year before, 4.58. FIP in the four threes, how many, innings did, he, how many like, innings? How many innings did he pitch in that 3.99 year? Was that 56. the 20? Was that 2020? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, you gotta, you gotta 11 ex- starts, 56 innings. That's, you know, he's going about five innings to start. Which so, is what you look for, not which really, is what you want out of a out, out of that, 
that type of guy. You know, you've been we've been talking about it like the yeah, it'd be it'd be nice for him to do that. Yeah. Um. But that was but also the problem three years with Griffin. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Long time ago. The biggest problem I have with Griffin Canning is he is. How do I say this nicely? Um, he does not change speeds. Yeah, it does. It is the same. Is the same thing. It is 92, 94 with the fastball. It's eighty nine with the change up, and it's eighty two with the curveball, and it's what eighty eight, ninety with the cutter slider right. thingy. It's three. It's three fastballs I mean, some, and a slider. It's three fastballs and a slider. So, some metrics literally call it cutter because he yeah. throws it so hard and it doesn't move. Yeah. It, like if and, you look and, at the numbers, it literally says he's throwing a fastball, a slider, a cutter, a changeup, and a curveball because the the uh, Statcast picks up cutter because he throws it so hard with no movement. So like hard certain spin on it as well. Well, and there's no yeah. Yeah. Not enough spin to call it a slider, and that's uh, actually like I'm I'm interested in I I'm always, I'm interested in that because it's if you can find a guy that throws off the same plane out of the same arm slot that has three pitches that are almost the same speed that move three different ways, it's kind of, it's it's kind of interesting. But they He's don't in, moves three different ways: cutter, fastball, or cutter, cutter, sinker, two seam. He doesn't stuff. sink it though. No, he doesn't. It's it's the same. Is well, it's four seam change up and it's sinker, a change up a sinker. In a sense, it, his changeup. Honestly, like even watching his last start in spring training, it was like there were times where you're like, "Is that a fastball or changeup?" Because yeah, it's did, the same we pitch. We did say that. It, it was the same pitch with the same velo. So, if if he's able to figure out how to slow his changeup down and throw the slider or throw the curveball with a little bit more depth, whatever whatever you really want out of it, but I he, he needs to be able to change speeds. Like, yes, I, I know in high school you, you threw 94 and you, you were able to get away with stuff. Um, you didn't have to throw the changeup in high school because you threw 94. You get to college again, you're throwing 94 miles an hour, and it's like You'll get away with you, it. you can get you can get away with stuff throwing 94 in college. Um, you probably threw the changeup a little bit more, and it was just kind of that like, hey, it's something different. It's not anything crazy. The big leagues 94 is below average 95 is is average right now velo wise if, from, if you look from, it up i'm pretty start, sure from start from starters it's it's probably a little above average from starters i would assume that I, was... I was qualifying all pitchers yeah. i'm pretty sure all pitchers like the average fastball in the major leagues is 95 miles an hour right so, now it's something close to that now i know it was yeah. like 92 93 it's been it's been stinking its way yeah. up yes so so he's below average fastball you need to throw two other pitches and be competitive with the two other pitches. You can't just throw them at the same speed in the same location. So that's why I'm out on him. He really needs to work hard on that. If he can do that, then, you know, he's got, you know, he's been good in the past in college and high school to show that he can do that. But if he can change, if he can't change speeds, Everyone in the league can hit a fastball, and if they can't, they're not playing right. Well, and like, we've, and we've seen it with Ben Joyce. Ben Joyce gets Ben Joyce gets hit. I mean, it's a hundred, it's a hundred and one hundred, three hundred five. Jordan Walden had like years where he was throwing one hundred and one miles an hour, and he was getting hit. So, like, 
they've had guys in the past that throw really hard that get hit. And those guys are throwing triple digits. This guy's throwing low to mid nines. So let's get on to our last guy here. This is the guy that I think uh, ends up ultimately winning the sixth spot, not just because of the way he is pitched this spring. I know we're only in seven innings, but slider looks good. The fastball looks good. He's throwing strikes, which is uh, one of the big things with Tucker Davidson. That seems to be the issue. Um, one question I do have here. Do you worry about there being too many lefties in the rotation? Actually, with the Angels in whole, as a whole, do you worry about there being too many lefties? pitching for this yes so one Um, one concept one concept here as well with the lefties is that the angels used to be very bad at hitting lefties at home so i know that doesn't change your mind but we always say build to the strength of your of your stadium and what if it's actually harder to hit lefties at angel stadium and that's kind of what Perry. I I know you're shaking your head. What, I'm just, what if I'm it's just what if it's harder to hit backwards? And you know we, we start trying no, to do that. I, God, I mean, like just, just play, we can just play go the, with it here. We just could go, play the what if game all we want. You we play, play the what if, if game with me all the time. You say I say what if I say what if this what if game all the time. I I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying the question many, needs to be answered. Do you worry about do you worry about there being too many lefties? Um. You go I do Tyler, think I it's mean, an issue. I mean, Ty, I mean, think about it. Tyler Anderson, uh, Tucker Davidson's probably making the ro- making the rotation or making the team because he's out of options. And also, if you cut if you cut him, then that just makes Perry and staff look really, really bad. Um, Reed Detmers at that. Who, what else do you got there? Jose Suarez. We got Patrick Sandoval. So you have is that five starters? Five or six, technically? Yeah. Five of the six starters are lefties. Then you go to the bullpen. You have Matt Moore, who's a lefty. You have Aaron Loop, who's a lefty. Am I missing anybody else there? Quijada. Oh, uh, Jose Quijada, who's a lefty. That's now eight pitchers that are lefties. Like I said, that for 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 me, this is that's what the Angels are doing. That's that's what I'm thinking is that at home it is tougher to hit a lefty. Um, so that's kind of what they're building is is you know they're going to go and try to win as many possible games at home. You know, like build build around your home stadium. I know that's a weird. Have, have you weird thought thing. that maybe the Angels just haven't had a good offense, and that's why they've struggled well, against lefties? Well, yeah. like, well, yes, but even Mike Trout has said, like, there have been guys that have said it is tough to hit lefties. There's a reason why, like, there's a reason why they they've made they made they actually made like field changes so that you could see lefties better at Angel Stadium. There's something with the way lefties pitch at angel stadium that it is tougher to hit i i i'm not making this up man like there were signs on the walls that they would take down and have to leave green because it's so difficult i don't know if it's the the rocks out in center field i don't know if it's a reflection i don't know if it's the i, I don't know what it, i don't know what it is nate i'm letting i'm just letting you know you can go look up stats the rocks are on the opposite side so there's I no don't. way it would be that no it, w- it wouldn't be that but i'm just saying like it's been a, an issue uh, with, with with at home hitting lefties so I don't know if that is the reason, but you know, now I come back to asking you. I think question. they just haven't had a good offense. Does does it worry you with too many lefties? Yeah, it, it does. Wor- disagree. It, it does. Um, once, once, especially, especially if you were to make a playoff, if you were making a playoff game or a playoff series, it really, really worries me. Because if you're running three or four lefties out there, because you're probably going to run three lefties out there, right? You'll run Otani out there. You'll run Sandoval, Detmers, Sandoval, and Detmers. Anderson. Anderson. 
Right. Those are the yeah. four guys that would pitch in a playoff series. Interesting. Yes, as long as there's no trades or anything, right? Yep. I I think that there are teams that just absolutely mash lefties, right? Like the White Sox a couple of years ago when the White Sox played the A's and it was like, like the stats said yeah. the White Sox had lost one time to a lefty all year. Yeah. And it was like, do does Oakland start a lefty or do they start a righty? And it was like Why are you guys one, starting Manaya? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they started they started Manaya and Lazard in the best two out of three and they lost both. And it was like what, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah. they, they don't lose to lefties. Like, yeah. every better was like looking at that, going, Oh, they're starting a lefty today. Okay. Bet White Sox, you know? Like, so th- those do matter. I think those stats matter, especially when you look at lineups, right? Like, um, you, you look at a lineup like Houston. Houston's running lot, out there. A, a lot of the lefties. league is, a lot of the league is righties, though. That's the thing. And, it, and it's always been a, you know, you you're you're batting righties against lefties and you're batting lefties against righties. It's always it's always been that way, you know. There hasn't yeah. been something to change that. It's it's easier for righties to hit lefties, splits, all that fun stuff. So yeah. Uh, but I, but you get what I'm saying, right? There are certain lineups that just absolutely rake lefties and certain superstars like Aaron Judge is right handed, that it probably helps him to see lefties. Um you you see like there's a couple other guys that are switch hitters like Jose Ramirez and guys like that. But but then you go into like Carlos Correa is right-handed. You go into um, who else do we want to go to? Like you, you yes. could go to. There are a lot of very good right-handed superstars out there for yes. sure. I, I, Not... I'm thinking a lot of nationally guys that are coming to my mind. You know, you, you've got the Manny Machados, the the Ronald Acuna's, and Paul I mean, Goldschmidt, Nolan I mean, Arenados. But you, you look you look at it right now in in the AL West and. And the Mar- the Mariners, you have to you bring up Julio Rod. Oh, J Rod, J Rod, J Rod. The the Astros. Mm-hmm. That's Altuve, Bregman. I mean, yeah, you get Alvarez. Yeah. Um, on the left hand side, but and Kyle Tucker. But you still have those two guys. And and we saw Jordan can hit lefties or righties. Like he's he's a one of those few lefties that can hit lefties and righties. Um, the the Robbie Ray home run comes to mind. So yes, I I do think it is. It could be an issue. I'm not saying it will be. I'm saying it could be. I'm um, I'm sticking so, with that. It's harder to hit lefties in Anaheim. Don't know why, but that's what I'm sticking with. It could just be because the Angels' offense sucks. I, the last couple of years, this year it looks like it could be better. But that's Tucker Davidson probably wins the spot because Perry needs it to happen. Perry needs needs him to win the job. If he doesn't win the job, then Perry has to cut him and that then trade. you that then trade you have the Iglesias trade that people are going, wow, we traded Iglesias for a guy we cut, you know, six months later. Mm-hmm. So he needs to. I think Tucker Davidson, people are going to point to the stats and be like, oh hey, look, he's had a really good spring, but I think Tucker has has uh, had some friendly lineups. I'll say that. He he has faced some B squads and some C squads, which is nice. You're, and that's still, why fa- you're still facing professional hitters. Joe Adele's a professional hitter. Yes, yes. And Joe Adele, yes, he's hit or miss, he but struck when out, he's hitting. Is he got seven straight punches? Uh he he struck out eleven of the fifteen times and then he hit two he had a double and a single today. Okay. So um Yes. yes, he was two for three today. But 
But he he had a point where he was like seven straight punches. And like you got other guys like Andrew Velasquez is a professional hitter. Like, okay. So there are guys that it does help to face when you are fighting for a spot. Um, That's why I don't think the numbers are that important. That's why I want to see guys pitch in, uh, in games that matter. And it's going to be interesting because how long of a leash do you give Tucker Davidson? If you really want to make the playoffs, how long of a leash do you give Tucker Davidson? You already, well, you already said it. You get, you start with him giving him a month, right? Because he doesn't need to start for a month. He gets one yeah. start in the first month. So he's coming out. Two, of the- it's probably, it's probably two starts in the first month. That's, I mean, even, even more so you're, you're hoping for 10 out of 10 innings out of him. Plus a couple, you know, two inning, you know, Tyler Anderson went two innings or Tyler Anderson, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that swing yeah, man, they get you. Suarez to... goes like two innings for some reason he got lit yeah. and then Tucker yeah. had to go, you know, three, four, five, six to get him in mm-hmm. through exactly or whatever. That. Exactly. But that. how long, how long, what, what happens if, you know, out of the pen, he, he just gets lit, you know, and then his first what start, he gets if he's lit. pitching well. Then he keeps the spot. Like that's the obvious answer. But I'm just saying, like, how long do you allow him to continue to not pitch well? Because you have to, like, I know you've got the ego of we've got to win game. Like, this guy has to be on the team because I look like an idiot if he's not. But how long do you let that guy not pitch well before you just say, you know what, we'll find another guy. We'll make a trade. We'll we'll bring up Canning. We'll bring up Silseth. Until until Chris uh, we'll Rodriguez. Until Chris Rodriguez is ready. I think that's that's when once Chris Rodriguez is ready, then it's like, all right, who are we DFAing? You know, and in Tucker Davidson might be that first guy. He might not be. You know, I think it's until Chris Rodriguez is 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 ready to go in the bullpen because so that's if C Rod get has a setback and misses, you know, Three three months. You're going to give Tucker Davidson three months. No, no. I, I mean, I, I, if he doesn't have any, if if okay, you get what I'm saying. Like if he's if he's ready early, like he doesn't. But have you get my point, point, right? Like yeah. how long? But you understand, like how long could it could it last? It could last until next season if he's pitching well. I mean, I'm just saying, like glass half empty, glass half. Full. I'm just saying worst, but like worst case, you you always have to think about worst case. I know, I mean, like if he goes, out, case if he goes out there and gives up four runs in this first game, I'm not cutting him. You know, like I'm not you, asking for you to to cut him week, you know, first outing. But if you claim to want to make the playoffs, right? Everyone is saying this is playoffs or bust, and they've been saying that for eight, ten years. But I'm just saying, if you claim to want to make the playoffs, Until and this guy is running out there in July with a 5-2 ERA, then you don't actually want to make the playoffs. Well, if he's running out there with a 5-2 ERA in July, the Angels are trading guys away, and there's there's a lot of other issues than Tucker Davidson if he's running out. I'm just I'm just saying, like probably if he's still running so, out there in July with a 5 I'm just ERA, saying. there are a lot more issues, right? Most likely, but I'm just if saying, he's, if, if he's that, still going out there, you've had injuries, you've had you, you're you're not you're not in a good spot right now. You're like you're talking about trading. But then you're, he- yeah. then you're hearing me say, why didn't we sign minor league free agent pitchers? Which you know. there's no winning with you. There's no winning with you. So no, not at all. We're, just we're win baseball this. games. If you win baseball games, then that's winning. All right, guys, with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. We'd love to know who your number six starter is going to be this year. 
drop it in the comments down below if you are watching us on YouTube. If you could go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's. Nate at NateGreen34. Guys, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com